Even the best care in medicine can be undermined when responsibility for the patient is transferred from one provider to the next. These so-called handoffs, both within the hospital and upon discharge, are the subject of increasing attention by malpractice insurers and patient safety researchers. In the Harvard Medical System, more than half of the malpractice cases opened between 2001 and 2006 involved handoffs, and handoff-related cases over the past five years represent more than $173 million in incurred losses. In late 2006 and early 2007, several published studies identified problem areas and potential solutions. Researchers in Phoenix reported in the journal Academic Emergency Medicine that handoffs in the ED varied widely. Almost three-quarters of the program directors in the study believe standardizing the sign-out system would improve patient care. A University of Rochester Medical Center study in the journal Neurology concluded that about 10% of adverse events involving stroke victims arose from communication at the point of patient transfer. The medical center implemented structured handoff procedures with checklists to address the problem. Dr. Sunil Kripalani of Emory University School of Medicine authored a literature review in the February 28, 2007 issue of JAMA that focuses on discharge summaries. Dr. Kripalani's study found that information is generally not transferred effectively upon discharge. For example, a quarter of discharge summaries never arrived at the primary care physician's office. Summaries commonly did not cover such major areas as medications, pending test results, and counseling to patients. About half of the patients experienced a medical error after discharge, and a fifth experienced an adverse event. A common example would be a patient who comes in with chest pain but is not felt to require an in-hospital evaluation. If the patient transitions poorly to the outpatient setting, he or she may never get the non-invasive or invasive evaluation for cardiac disease that might be warranted based on their hospital presentation. Dr. Kripalani says that handoffs in any setting can improve with structure. I do think standardization is an important approach. Simply relying on physicians to remember to do things has been shown time and time again to not be the best way to provide optimal medical care. The study also found that hospitals could choose from a variety of interventions that led to improvement, such as applying information technology, standardizing summary formats, and using patients as couriers to bring their own discharge summaries to their PCPs. This gives hospitals a chance to tailor the standardization to their organization's resources and culture. So some institutions, for example, may choose to give their physicians a pocket reminder card with the different domains that should be dictated into a discharge summary. Others may use a paper form that has certain headings already printed. And other settings may be in a better position to use health information technology to have an electronic template that's already pre-populated with some of the information in these key domains that's been extracted from the patient's hospital medical record, such as the medications that they were taking, their dates of admission and discharge, and their main diagnoses. At Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston, Dr. Andrew Carson is Associate Director of the Decision Support and Quality Management Unit. Dr. Carson has led a two-year effort there to get all transitions in care to contain the same key elements and follow the same process steps. 
An interdisciplinary team from the ED, pediatrics, medicine, surgery, and anesthesia identified handoff issues through staff surveys and literature searches. Dr. Carson says that the challenge of adding structure and standardization to the handoff process is akin to promoting hand washing to reduce infections. Everyone knows they should wash their hands or sterilize their hands, clean their hands with the alcohol solutions before they go in a patient room and after they leave a patient room. No doctor or nurse would say that's not necessary. They all recognize it's important. The fact that they don't do it all the time means there are other barriers that, that to improve hand hygiene we have to face to, in order to make people do what they want to be doing or they know they should be doing. And I think with the handoff processes, are, in my mind, are very similar. Dr. Carson's institution adopted a methodology based on work by Eric Alper of the University of Massachusetts Medical Center. The method is called SEAM. Part of the procedure for handoff should include a summary of the patient's uh, situation, and S stands for summary, situation, and or status. Then the E and A of SEAM is to cover every active major clinical issue, including recent changes or anticipated events that you expect during the coverage period. And then M is management and plan next steps related to each active major clinical issue. So the SEAM methodology is something we've tried to embed in our training process. A vital process step at the end of each handoff should be the opportunity for the clinician receiving information about the patient to ask questions, a new requirement of the Joint Commission. At Children's Hospital in Boston, Dr. Christopher Landrigan has studied handoffs extensively through his focus on the effects of sleep deprivation on performance. Dr. Landrigan's work became more pertinent when mandated limits on resident work hours increased the number of handoffs per patient. Anytime a patient is transferred from one provider to the next, there is the risk of a so-called voltage drop in information where the person who has been principally caring for the patient for a period of time fails to transmit information um, in a way that's, that's optimal or accessible to the new provider. And consequently, the new provider, when faced with an emergency in the middle of the night or the subsequent day or whenever, doesn't have some critical piece of data needed in order to care for that patient. Dr. Landrigan also advocates use of a structured handoff process, such as the commonly used SBAR method for content, which stands for Situation, Background, Assessment, and Recommendation. Formalizing in this way is one step, but Dr. Landrigan says that a stronger approach also recasts the culture involved in handoffs. What we've seen in the past is that we have multiple parallel sign-outs that are happening at different levels in the process and that those providers at different levels don't necessarily talk to one another. So, for example, there's a nurse-to-nurse sign-out. There may be an intern-to-intern sign-out and a senior doctor-to-senior doctor sign-out. Um, but those things don't necessarily happen in team format. Sometimes they do, but they don't, they don't consistently. Having the nurse, junior physician, senior physician, and more than one specialty discipline present at sign-out for every patient would be ideal. That's not always possible. But Dr. Landrigan says that trying to use more of a team approach to handoffs can help avoid repetition of the same information and confusion among subsequent providers that impacts care. And the problem is when you have different providers with different professional backgrounds and levels of experience signing things out independently, you end up with a risk that people's understanding of a patient varies widely. So the attending physicians, for example, may have an entirely different impression than the 
uh, interns because the interns have not conveyed some critical piece of daily data to the attendings, or vice versa, the attendings maybe know the patients better longitudinally, but that um, some, some critical piece of information has not in turn been, been transmitted to the interns. And so I think with a real shared formal rounding process that happens probably more frequently than we have it right now, much of that risk can be eliminated. According to Dr. Landrigan, identifying key elements and structures for handoffs should come before applying any technological solutions. He says that once handoffs are structured and a team approach is developed, electronic tools may help achieve those ends. Computerized records that access administrative and patient data can pre-populate handoff fields, such as demographics and contact information. This leaves clinicians free to highlight orally those things that change, such as assessments, recommendations, and pending test results.